minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Lining, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode 108 of the Play It By Ear podcast. I'm Eric Viscus. Brady Liming is with me. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Visit our website, www.playbyyearpodcast.com. We will refer to it throughout the show. <laughs> you all right there? Yeah, I got, I got overly vigorous with my... Uh, website pointing and I got caught in my cables. Yeah, got gotta hate that. Yep. Uh, John Barney appreciates your dancing, Brady. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't isn't that an eighties? Yeah, uh, Janet Jackson did a little bit of that, not to be confused with Madonna. No, true. So Maxwell's with us. John Barney. Maxwell. All right. Pinkerton. Uh, Pinkerton, the old man. Shaw, but yeah, NBA Jam reference here. Yes. All right. Uh, don't know uh, what else to go to the order except to just dive right into what we're doing here. Sorry for the uh, late start here. We, as Brady said in the post, I think Brady wrote that post. Unless we have a ghostwriter, if he didn't. But uh, uh, sometimes our big boy jobs get in the way, and. Uh, I don't want to say that's a little harsh, not getting the way. I just, sometimes we have to adjust our schedules a bit, but uh, we're on an hour later. We're on summer. We're hours. on an hour delay. We're educators here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go. That's still summer. We still got yes. summer hours, right? Hey, there was, there was a weather related cancellation in our county. Um, my sister works at Ripley pre at Ripley elementary. And um, the, when that storm came through a couple mornings ago, the power yeah. was out. So that really? canceled because of pair. Really? Yep. There's pair. 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 <laughs> Savannah's with us tonight. Welcome, Savannah. No need to apologize, Savannah. You've been here with us every step of the way. And we should work around your schedule. Exactly. You should tell us when we are supposed to go on. Uh did you watch Bluey today, Brady? I um uh, Randallin and I, um, it's my Bluey dad shirt uh, he is the goat of 
dad's almost animated in real life. He sets the bar high. But anyway, um, my daughter and I binge watched um, the entire new season after it came from Australia. Um, about August 10th was when it dropped, and uh, we both fell asleep watching Bluey. <laughs> I think Bluey would put me to sleep for sure. All right. So if you've never been with us before, I'm assuming all of you have, but if you haven't, if you catch us on the audio side or happen upon our video, uh, what we do here is we each come to the table with a topic. We've not discussed said topic until the very time that we discuss it on this show. So you're getting what we call organic discussion. Of course, we invite our audience to chime in uh, anytime uh, something tickles your liver. It tickles your what? Tickles your liver. That's I disturbing. Know. Well, I, there, there's an old uh, there's an old <laughs> expression. You got something on your liver when somebody looks like they have something to say. So I don't know. I don't know where I came up with tickle your liver. Uh, well, Miss Wilson, tickle your liver. A sounds very invasive, but you've got something on your liver as some kind of a witty comeback. I mean, that's like wishing. I think you got pancreatitis. You know, that's well, that's not a saying. That's kind of icky, you know? Well, liver liver tickling is fine. Spleen tickling will have none of that. So Well <laughs> Hey, that speaking of organic topics, before um Eric, before I clicked our link to get into the studio here. Hello, Allison. Um, there was an ad and I had to kind of restrain myself because I was laughing so hard. Evidently there is a, um, a man centric candle company. Well, anyway, it's got a, a woodsy vibe going on. Well, anyway, one of the scents of the candle is called bear fart <laughs> and it describes itself as being berries and honey and juniper. <laughs> like things a bear would eat. Well, but, but here's the deal. I got a problem with that. What if that bear got into the campsite garbage and gorged on banded camps and treat? That candle is going to smell completely different. Now, I, I would be much more apt to buy said candle if it was juniper, honey, human carcass. <laughs> <laughs> Picnic basket shards. <laughs> yeah. Picnic basket. All right. <laughs> so again, uh, we each bring a topic to the table. Brady's first, uh, and I believe he has a topic that we need to finish tonight. It needs to be finished. Brady, take um, it away. I shall. So we are continuing and ending the classic TV car tournament. So um, last week we started off with our fields of um, fields twenty four, I believe. Was twenty four? Yeah, it was twenty four, and um. So we whittled them down. We are now in the Elite Eight. So, without further ado. Okay, tell us tell us the eight that are left. That, that was what was coming after the ado. I am going to um, do a recap of last week's action. So, are you ready? Yep. So, in the one side of the bracket, we had the number one seed, the Batmobile, topping... The um, the Ohio Valley Midwest Creek Conference entry at Sweet Sixteen seed, um, my mother of the car. <laughs> uh, 
And then um, we had the although num- that brought on some spirited debate. It did about uh, my mother, the car that the the car was the whole show. So yeah, we we're talking important cars, but yeah, but very one. So for those of you who missed last week, we were kind of discussing what moves on, what moves the dial on this. Is it that how important it was to the show, or are we going by our favorite, like which one would we would want to drive? So we're not we're not gonna parse on it too much. So um the next matchup was the number eight seed monsters versus the mystery sheet mystery machine from Scooby Doo. <laughs> and um by the way, it was Batman beating my mother with the car. It was the mystery machine edging out the monsters Hirsch rod. Um, then we had the next one, the Rockford Files car number four versus the Saint. And this is one where I was split because I really dug that car from the Saint TV show. But the Rockford Files car and his gold colored, um, oh, what was it? Firebird. Firebird. Thank you. And then we had number five seed Columbo versus number 12 seed the Flintstones. And the, the, you know, the, but we had to go with functionality over nostalgia. So, um, the Columbo car, his Peugeot, um, was the one that advanced. And on the other side of the bracket, we had Starsky and Hutch's red Dodge with a white stripe on it versus the Green Hornets tricked out Aston Martin, I think it was, or Rolls Royce. Um, Eric, of all my note taking, who won that match up? Because didn't the Green Hornet end up doing the upset because it was tricked out with all kinds of weaponry? I believe it did. It did. That was the upset. And then we had a horrifically underseated. I'm going to throw in my two, three, four, and five cents. Magna PI at number seven, the Ferrari yep. versus the Monkeys van. And that Ferrari at number seven is criminally underrated. It is indeed. Um, then we had Knight Rider kit versus the Speed Racer animated car. Yeah. But if it animated was reality and but speed, speed Racer wasn't the car. That's speed true. Speed Racer was the driver. The Mach 5. I think the car was Mach 5. Was it Mach 5 or Mach 6? Ooh, Mach 6 maybe. Yeah, I think Mach five might be my razor. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, and then we had a even more criminally underseated the Dukes of Hazard versus the Beverly Hillbillies Jalopy. That you know eh. so so that was where we had the Dukes edge not even edging out, they unanimously crunched the jalopy. Yes. So it's time to move on. John said it was the Mach 5. So yeah, sure there we correct. go. There we go. I thought it was. My gut was telling me that. I've got a Speed Racer t-shirt laid around here someplace, and I swore the 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 profile of the car had said 5. But anyway. Now, every time I hear Speed Racer, I have to think real hard because I get it confused with Speed Buggy. Oh, yeah. The cartoon. Just the the, the theme cartoon. song yeah. for Speed Racer wins by itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sound that sorry. Moving right along. So let's get to our Elite Eight. So in the first matchup, we have 
the Batmobile versus the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo. I mean, both are beloved, but th- this one's not even close for me personally. Um, certainly the Batmobile was a weapon in Batman's arsenal, and I don't know that he's the same without it because to get to any situation, he came out of the Batcave in the Batmobile. I mean, it was just sometimes he took the Batcopter, and there was other times the Batboat. Yeah. So, oh, and that sweet motorcycle with the side hat car thing on it. So. Right. So, yeah, uh, can we say that the Batmobile wins this one? Miss Wilson concurs. Yeah. Uh, Miss Wilson, Batmobile, Maxwell, Batmobile. Yep. Um, I would say Batmobile, even though I I do love the Mystery Machine. I I do. I think it's somewhat central to the (laughs) Scooby-Doo cartoon as well. But. Jay and Silent Bob strike back the little scene where they get picked up by the mystery machine in the Scooby gang. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> it brought the mystery machine to life for me. Yeah. So Savannah says Batmobile. Not even close. Th- th- this is anonymous. Uh, okay. Mike, what, uh, Mike, are you voting for? Well, we're not oh. to, we're, we're not to the matchup yet. That involves Speed Racer. Ah, so. uh, gotcha, welcome, gotcha. Mike. By the way, welcome. We'll, Mike. we'll get to Speed Racer here in a moment. So, um, excuse me. So, on this next bracket, we have the Dukes of Hazard versus Knight Rider. Dukes of Hazard versus Knight Rider. This is a car tournament, classic car TV car tournament, by the way, Mike. Yes, yes. Uh, so Dukes of Hazard versus Knight Rider. Kit of Knight Rider. Hmm. You bring up an excellent <laughs> point, Mike. And, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daisy brings up a point. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Be nice. <laughs> So, Miss Wilson, both both cars are very central to the show. Yes, I mean to the point of you have neither show without the car. True. Well, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna go. Uh, if you're gonna judge on that, there can be even though the Duke, even though the General Lee is very very important to the show, it can exist without the General Lee. The see, the, I, I, the I Duke no. boys could ride in cooter's truck or daisy's jeep and you could still have a plot device they could still be running you know then moonshine it'd probably be meth now but um all right hold hold on hold on okay you take that car out of the show when it starts in 1979 does that show become as popular as it is i say no is it going to be as popular as it was no can you make multiple episodes from a general Lelis Dukes? It can be done. It's not going to be as fun, but let's flip that script. I challenge you to make one episode of Knight Rider without Kit. I'll tell you what it becomes. It becomes Baywatch. <laughs> well, w- w- without the uh, other participants in Baywatch, which certainly affects that show as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. What'd you think? What you thinking? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally torn on this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put up audience votes. Um, Lee says Kit. So uh, Miss Wilson says Knight Rider. Uh, Maxwell says Dukes. Uh, Mike says Knight Rider. Savannah says Dukes. Mike also says this, uh, this conversation is much too <laughs> cerebral. He heard Speed Racer, and here he is sucked into this vortex of conversation. <laughs> uh, John says Knight Rider only if Daisy Duke is not part of the equation. Not a, not, not a part, but not a part. <laughs> we, we, we must clarify. But I was about ready to say that, Mike. Um, we have been joined by the man who tickles the ivories for Vinyl Countdown. Mike, Magic Mike Crutcher. Yes. Magic he bored us extraordinaire. Uh, I mean, the audience is, is kind of split. Actually, the yeah. audience is split. 3-3. Three, three. I'm going to have to find out what age I am. Because I know what seven-year-old me would say. But 16 and above year old me, I know what he's going to say and is going to say. I would rather drive around in the year 2022 in kit. I would not want to drive around in 2022 in the General Lee. Well, I mean, if I had to get my 50-year-old butt in and out of a window, I mean, that's, yeah. Hey, I tried but it again last week. You're talking about the coolness of the car. So, okay, let's let's go that route. You have cars, not not that could do everything that Kit could do today, but I mean, you have very smart cars today. I don't think yeah. Kit would be such an anomaly today. The General Lee <laughs> is an anomaly. What an interesting, sir! You might have just you just might have won the philosophy. Uh, what do you call it? Um, sidestep, but it was excellent. You might have changed my mind. Although, but hey, you got to put it in perspective. Kit at the time was killer. Now looking back at it, looking at Kit, it kind of makes our friend Doug. Um, Doug and I always laughed because the um, the silver ball that's at Epcot Center in Disney World, yeah. it used to be like a uh, an attraction where you did a little ride through the history of communication. Right. And, you know, Back then, when I was like sixth grade, in the future, people will use computers to talk to each other. <laughs> and it might be possible not too far off to have a video conversation through your telephone. And, um, I, you know, they're going to have to do something about that. I, although it'd be a lot of fun to go back and look at. And I remember the kids, you know, the high tech computer man. Had it, you know, in the attraction, his computer was probably bigger than a semi truck. Yeah. I have to go with the Dukes. Cool. See, and, and even if you look at the two shows, I believe the Dukes of Hazard were bigger than Knight Rider was, although Knight Rider was popular. Yeah, for in overall, yes. How 
how many motion pictures have been made about Knight Rider? I do Same. believe, wasn't there a reboot? No, I said motion pictures. Oh, okay. Hollywood, gotcha. mo- Hollywood movies. Zero. You're right. Because, again, I don't think Kit is an anomaly anymore. I mean, it, it's a little anomaly, not a big one. For Pete's sake, Kit's basically a Tesla now. Correct. Without, Correct. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. So, I, I, I believe my philosophical musings have changed another mind. John said he would be remiss and say yes. that I am correct. Uh, Dukes. You, I have been swaying. You got my vote. <laughs> swing, swang, swung. <laughs> so, Dukes. Um, Dukes advances. So, to the next matchup, the Green Hornets, Hornet Mobile, that's mailed with all kinds of nice missiles and tricks against the Magnum PI Ferrari. Sorry, Green Hornet. <laughs> yeah. Howard, you are correct. And before we go on to that matchup, how many movies bombed out about the Dukes one? That is true. See, However, I, there was one. Yeah. And one of my directors, I like Jay Chandrasekhar, which is um, Ramathorn in Super Troopers. He actually was, he made the script for Dukes of Hazard, and I read his book about it, and it was not made easy on him. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I would also say the Ferrari. And again, maybe this is because the, the Green Hornet was just a touch before my time, just a little. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. Miss Wilson and, and John may have different answers to that, but. Uh, and you are correct, Miss Wilson. If you're arguing today's political environment, generally it would be quite controversial. Because it doesn't take unleaded gasoline. <laughs> right. Right. So. Um, Maxwell says the Magnum Ferrari. Savannah says the yeah. Magnum Ferrari. I would say Sweet. the Magnum Ferrari. And it still goes back to the 80s, kidding me. Even though it's outdated now, the headlights pop up. Oh, man. Yeah. That was where it was at. Okay. It says the Ferrari. It looks like the Ferrari would would win the vote. The Ferrari is going to dash away with this one. (laughs) And then we have the Rockford Files car. Yes. Versus Columba. No contest. The Peugeot. No contest. No contest. The Gold Firebird. Can I do it again? I did it last week. Yes, Wait a minute. Please, <clears throat> okay. Now, Anybody? Did you, know, did you know that there was a turn specific, not named after the car, but the car was famous for a turn called the J turn. So he'd be like going real fast one way and then hit the brakes and pull the back end around and come up. The other yeah. Way, like in the letter J. <laughs> so, yeah. I did not know that. The, the J turn. I bet you the didn't fu- learn that watching TJ hooker. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I learned about whichever Heather was on TJ hooker, but uh, that's true. Tom Thomas or uh, what was the other one? Locklear. Yeah. I always got them mixed up. 
I think Thomas was on there. E- either choice would have been absolutely okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just okay. Yeah. So you open up the door and which Heather was selected for you. Uh-uh, that ain't going to work for me. It said no one. <laughs> In that said situation. no teenage boy. Ever. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we have the final four, ladies and gentlemen, earbuds of all ages. Yes. Here we go. So our final four, we've got the Batmobile versus the General Lee of the Dukes of Hazard. Let me answer this question for Mike first. These are TV cars, Mike. Now, if there were movie cars, Smoking the Bandit, I definitely believe would be there. But uh, Oh, dude, that, that would be like a high seed. Yeah. Very high seed. All right, say it again. Batmobile and... The General Lee of the Dukes of Hazard. I know what Howard's vote is. Didn't, didn't, oh. even, didn't even need to see it. Batmobile, General Lee. Um, easy for me, Batmobile. I wanted to be Batman since I was three or four years old watching that show, play with my Batman action figures, and wear my Batman underoos. So it it is going to be the Batmobile. I had Batman underoos as well. And Superman underoos. Don't bring uh, those Aquaman underoos around me. That's called a swimsuit. So if we're going with the uh, the the movie angle, there certainly are more Batman movies than Dukes of Hazard movies. So if you're talking, uh, and, and the Batmobile is a central character in all, of course, I'm kind of getting off track. But, yeah. Well, now there's another argument, though. The Batmobile in TV versus the Batmobile in motion pictures versus the General Lee in TV versus the General Lee in motion pictures. Well, I think I, your answer is different on each. Oh, yeah, because the original Batman, I mean, trust me, I would take any of the Batmobile, but um, I have the classic Adam West era Batmobile. I got to go to the Calvacate of Customs one time. And Eric, I think it was your dad. Our dads took us, didn't they? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I didn't care about anything else but one thing. And that was to get up to the Batmobile and touch the Batmobile. So there we go. Yeah. But hear me out. Uh, Maybe it's just me playing devil's advocate. Get behind me. The 1966 Batman TV show. Was uh-huh. it popular because of the Batmobile or was it popular because of the guys punching each other and all the little exclamations that would pop up on the screen and the campiness of it? Well, I could run that. I could run that at you too. Was it, was Dukes of Hazzard popular because of the General Lee or because of Tom Wopat? The General Lee. If you're, if you're giving me that choice. General Lee, you'd be nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping with my Janet Jackson vibe. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to put in a a devil's advocate vote, and I'm going to say the Dukes, even though I'm going to lose. Even though I'm going to lose. 
Now, if if you take the total effect on popular culture, yes, the Batmobile, without a doubt. But TV-wise, that's what this tournament is. I say the General <laughs> Lee was a bigger effect TV-wise than the Batmobile. So that is my vote. I will lose. I am losing. <laughs> but that's that's my reasoning. It's okay. I respect that. But I'd yeah. still been vanquished. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other, well, John, John says Duke. So John is with me. Other than that, John Brown, that is. Other than that, seems like the Batmobile was a sweep. And uh, Miss Wilson says, and yes, there have been actually successful movies with the Batmobile. I loved the Adam West Batmobile, but I was always sad Robin never got to drive. I just why, watched... why is that? Why is it? Uh, you know, it, somehow I remember maybe the Bat Batman was in uh, engaged in a in a fight with someone, and Robin did. I've seen Alfred drive it. Alfred drove it. Oh yeah, quite a few episodes, but. The one I watched a couple weeks ago when I rewatched him, um, Robin was piloting the bat copter as Batman got bit by the shark and he needed Robin to throw down the bat shark propellant. <laughs> <laughs> not making that up. I know you're not. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Robin was flying, but I don't know. Joey, Batman isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are the Dukes, I guess. Well, I, well. I, <laughs> I would venture to say you may see some people down south who maybe are like the Dukes, but John John Barney says Robin did not have his driver's license. Could be. Oh, Miss Wilson says Daisy Duke's shorts were more popular than the General Lee. Hmm. There, there was a song about Daisy Duke's shorts. Which, yep. But it's like the Batmobile won the vote. The Batmobile advances to the finals. Now, the other side of the bracket. We've got Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. His red Ferrari voices the Rockford Files gold Firebird. Meaning no disrespect, but this one's easy. No, I don't think it's easy. Not not for oh. me. Not for me. I, I say Rockford Files. I say Rockford Files. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. I am saying the red Ferrari. I'm sticking okay. with it. And, and I'm probably going to get swept in my vote again, but I will vote for the Rockford's Farbird. The Farbird. Yeah. Savannah says Ferrari. Miss Wilson says Ferrari. Howard says Ferrari. Brady I say Ferrari. Ferrari. So there you go. I think that pretty much speaks it. And now to the matchup that nobody wants to have. One of these fine finalists. Max Hill says Ferrari. Oh, there yeah. you go. Go ahead. We have, for all the Marbiles, the Batmobile versus Magnum P.I.'s Red Ferrari. Before anybody says anything, 
I would like to read a few. We're doing the montage of the season, but these are some of the ones that were on the bubble that didn't make it that should be on there. Yes. I've already said either Ferrari from Miami Vice. Fair enough. Fair enough. The truck from BJ and the Bear. Oh, there's one. Not bad. Not bad. The Winnebago from Shazam. <laughs> yeah. And another one. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Um, the car, I forget which one it is. Ah, from Nash Bridges. It, it was a it was a nifty convertible um British in origin, I think. But it was really cool. Yeah, so, I, did, I didn't watch Nash Bridges, so I can't even tell you. Gotcha. And then the van from the A team. There you go, right there. <laughs> there you go. A- out of all the ones you just said, that one right there. Matter of fact, in, in my mind, that one would win. Oh. You you want to talk about central to the show. That that Ooh, Miss there Wilson, is magic, that magic school bus. Yeah. That's another one. And Getting a little bit, uh, what do you call it, frisky with this Fonzie's motorcycle. Mm, true. Very true. So um, just some of those to throw out there and just kind of made it fun. Well, so, but how, how narrow is your definition of classic TV cars tournament? I mean, that's my that- definition. I mean, does that mean the A-Team band doesn't apply and Fonzie's motorcycle doesn't apply? And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying that's why I added them. <laughs> so, my segment, I'm putting them in there. There, there is a, um, oh, crud. And, and then there's a whole thing about the movie ones and, like, unsung heroes, like the Muttmobile from um, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, um, any of the Batmobiles from the movies, James Bonds, you know. Yeah, right. so there's... But again, those are all movie cars. Austin Powers, his um, his uh, Union Jack, um, was it an MG or a Aston Martin or a Jaguar? But anyway, so you get the idea. We, we could go on. So vehicles are fun. Now, John Barney is still butthurt because uh, Speed Racer um, Mach 5 didn't win, but Batmobile does win. Yeah, it it's tough. Not all of these are easy. No. Um. So now we could go on to the championship. Say it again. The championship is the Batmobile versus the Magna PI Ferrari. Batmobile. I don't think there's any question. <sighs> Gosh, Batmobile. Yeah. I believe uh, Magnum was a close second in your mind to a Miami Vice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, those are all savagely good cars. All right. Uh, Howard obviously says uh, the Batmobile atomic batteries to power turbines to speed the Batmobile because it's also atomic. Uh, Ms. Wilson says, I still go for kit, but I'll settle 
for the Batmobile. Kit. Now, did that stood for something? It's K-I-T-T. What it stood stood for something? Kinetic something technology. Now I've got to look at kinetic up. intelligence. <sighs> I'll look it up. You read comments. I've got it. I've got it. Oh. Night Industries 2000. <laughs> 2000 is really underwhelming for TT. <laughs> it is. It should be alliterative. Yes. All right. So uh, let me get back to the comments here. Uh, Savannah says Batmobile. Mom is in the room, Brady. Behave. Oh. Uh, John Candy, car and trains, planes, and automobiles. <laughs> oh, excellent. Or, or what was left of the rental car. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Or, or, or the truck in that movie where the guy <laughs> comes up <laughs> in the dogs. Pro- yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Howard uh, came up with the answer as well. Night Industries yeah. 2000. Uh, John Brown says Batmobile. So I think it's Batmobile. In a sweep, except for, uh, well, Brady also voted Bat- Batmobile. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. Because once again, today, as much as I love the Batmobile, I, I want to totally have the Magnum P.I. Ferrari as my car. Well, yeah. <sighs> Man. All right, so our grand champion, champion. The Batmobile. The Batmobile, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so Howard does also bring up another one, the family truckster from National Lampoon's Vacation. Just watch that again last night. Never gets old. All right. Bring up the website. If you're looking for a T-shirt to wear, go to our website www.playbyyourpodcast.com and I'll try not to entangle myself in wires this time like I did at the beginning of the show let me bring up the site here clicking too many buttons there we go there we go. All right, so you see uh, there's our menu right there at the top of the page, uh, which home, audio, video, meet the host, play it by earism, store. Store is where you want to click on our page. To buy some T-shirts. Yep, just like that. Just and then that. as you see at the top of the page, like you do on every page on our website, our audio feed or our audio episodes are on the left there. Video is in the middle. And uh, play by your calendar and also our email <laughs> list there on the right. And, Speaking uh, of calendar, Eric, you just gave me a moment of uh, inspiration. We should take the posters and make a calendar. Oh, that's good. The, the best episode, in our opinion, of every month that we've been on, quote unquote, the air in a calendar. There we go. Nicely done. Maybe oh, we can well, put that I, in I our to... put that in our store. Maybe we can make that happen. All right. So you go to the bottom of the page. You click on the page or the picture of the T-shirt, which is very soft, uh, cottony. What? And I think you said last week the softest T-shirt you own. 
Brady? Oh, absolutely. It was the softest, most gentle caress from a fabric I've ever felt. <laughs> it just uh, snuggled quite nicely up against your chest hairs. Very comfortable. All right. Uh, you click on the uh, Play It By Your T-shirt link there. Get this. And then uh, you can buy a T-shirt. Put your name and email uh, with your credit card number. And then uh, we can get the T-shirt to you. We will so. deliver. Yes. <laughs> Delivery with a smile. In a pair of uh, short shorts and a little thing where I look like a FedEx man. <laughs> All right, so uh, the audience keeps <laughs> commenting on uh, movie cars. Maybe we need to make up a movie car tournament. Well, we might have to do that topic yeah. sometime in the future. Uh, John Barney says, Chitty Chitty Bang Bangs, the movie co- topic. Now, Howard says, uh, Fiberglass Freaks can make you a Batmobile for the low, low price of $149,000. <laughs> And a deluxe model for two hundred and forty-nine thousand. So, what's the difference, Howard, between the hundred and forty-nine thousand dollar model and the two hundred? I would say, I would model? say the. I'm just gonna guess. Probably has something to do with the authenticity of the gadget buttons and everything where it's done. It's just not now the outside, but it's the inside too. Now, if it came tricked out with weaponry, there you go. With shark repellent too. Yeah. Right. Okay. So on to me, on to my Eric topic. with the topic. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, visited this particular subreddit before. Always a good time. And uh, this the topic of our subreddit today is T I F U. Today I fouled up. Up. Word starts with F. So sure all of us adults know what that word would be all right so uh just to kind of give you a little uh, synopsis of what these entries are in reddit basically it's people talking about how they like the topic suggests or the title suggests they uh blanked up so uh, some are uh, sad situations some are funny i try to lean on the uh, side of the funny situation <laughs> and, and I had to start with this one uh, out of uh, deference to our uh, former co-host, Todd. No, so he's the, not in the freezer, Joey. No, he's not. Um, Todd uh, Todd stepped away. He may he may step back at some point. You know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, had a lot going on and uh, got the band, uh, several different things. He's got his uh, hands into, so... Uh, that's where he is. Anyway, uh, TIFU by leaving a can of sausages on my coworker's car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My mother gifted me a can of Vienna sausage for some oh, reason. First mistake. <laughs> and insisted that I take them. Up until yesterday, they've just been hanging out in my car since I didn't have any plans to eat them. <laughs> Cooked or uncooked, Brady. <laughs> cooked, hopefully. <laughs> I saw that my coworker, only other person in my department, was parked next to me, and I thought it would be funny to leave them on his car, so I did. Apparently, he didn't see them before he left and went on a rate, uh, 
went on a rant to HR about how much of a liability this was, and this was sexual harassment. I was none the wiser until this came, till he came in today ranting about it. He started on about it, and I told him it was probably a prank and not to worry about it, but he was upset and started talking about the sexual harassment part of it and how he could sue. That's the moment I realized I screwed up. That's not the word he said. And immediately started to backpedal. I told him that was not what I had meant by it. I just so happened I had a can of sausage and thought it would be a funny prank. After about 30 seconds of silence, he burst out laughing. He told me that since I was his friend, he could tell that wasn't how it had been meant. He wasn't going to file a report. But I did have to apologize. I was on board with that. As soon as HR came in, I had to explain what had happened to not only HR, but my manager and the CEO of the company. Small company, therefore. Thankfully, we all had a good laugh about it and was asked to inform HR before I pull any more pranks. So, yeah, are you going to go to HR and say, hey, I'm going to pull this prank? Today, (laughs) I'm going to do something funny with your permission. (laughs) Right. So, I I just read that one because of the Vienna sausage, but uh, you never know how people will take things. So, you got (laughs) to... gonna watch that <laughs> it would be so funny to fakely go into hr with something that, that, that is totally somebody put a container of jello pudding on my car i'm offended <laughs> it's harassment <laughs> and then watching me all confused is like in their minds like what is he offended about yeah why are you mad about jello pudding yeah all right now, here, here's a more practical household dispute. <laughs> TIFU, by complaining to my girlfriend that she keeps putting detergent in the fabric softener tank. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing most or at least half of the laundry since we moved. We've been here for about two years now. Every time I do the laundry, I notice that there's a blue residue in the fabric softener tank in the laundry machine. Oh, my and God. It seems, seems to continue to build up. I keep telling myself I should mention it to my girlfriend that she should stop putting laundry soap in the wrong cup. But I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, I finally remembered and I somewhat sarcastically <laughs> asked her why she feels the need to keep putting laundry detergent into the wrong part of the laundry machine. (coughs) She's in (laughs) y'all choked up. Uh, She's initially confused until I tell her that it's blue and that the soap is blue. She realizes the mistake faster than I do. Turns out I've been washing our clothes with downy instead of laundry soap for the past couple of years. So there you go. You think you're right, but you're not. Stay in your lane. Right. <laughs> so that's not where I thought that story was going to go. When I that took a total twist. That was like the dust till dawn of TIFU. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me get back to a couple of these uh, comments. Uh, Howard, we were talking about the uh, Batmobile Deluxe model. Uh, the Deluxe model has an actual bat phone and a flamethrower in the back. <laughs> nice. Uh, also said the the dude in the first story had Vienna weenie issues. <laughs> take that as you will. <laughs> All right. To Miss Wilson, after being in his car, those sausages were definitely cooked. So uh, Brady could have imbibed. <laughs> yeah. On those sausages. Could have partook. Yeah. All right. Here, here is a uh, 
I'll just say here's a, a possible Brown County problem. And, and I'll tell you why I said that after, uh, after we get done with the story. <clears throat> well, I will try to keep it short. A while ago, I met this girl who I really liked. She was beautiful. I wanted to see her today, but she couldn't leave without her niece. So we made a plan that she was going to bring her niece and I bring my nephew. They are both single to our date. So double date. I asked my nephew if he was interested in joining us and he said yes, but only if the niece was also beautiful. He really insisted on this and without knowing the niece, I told him she was gorgeous too. Well, we went to the coffee shop, sat down after about 10 minutes, they arrived. Well, well, well. My girl was really beautiful. Long blonde hair, blue eyed, skinny, blah, blah, blah. He goes into some detail. Um, I don't want to exaggerate, but her face was covered with big red pimples. She had very thick glasses, one eyebrow, uh, very hairy over her face. Um, so that was, that was the, uh, the, the niece. Uh, the nephew was in shock. Uh, niece tried to get closer to him. Nephew didn't want any part of it. Um, nephew called her out. Niece stood up, yelled at him for being rude. Now, and I'm paraphrasing here because I can't really read the whole thing. But uh, nephew doesn't talk to uh, him anymore and uh, ruined the relationship there with uh, the nephew. So, uh, that, that story didn't go where I thought it was. That's why I, so I called it a Brown County problem, but not really a Brown County problem, a uh, not being truthful problem anyway. Uh, so, yeah, be careful about what you represent. So these are these are all practical lessons here. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Brady? Yes? You, you have uh, young children? I do. Yeah. So, uh, this one, T-I-F-U by giving my kid a bubble bath. My kid loves bubble baths. I love giving my kid bubble baths because the pure joy that lights up his face when I put on a bubble beard for him. That's always fun. Uh, here's where the uh, mess up comes in. He doesn't say mess up, of course. Uh, this is two hours ago as I'm posting this. My kid is taking a bubble bath. Lots of bubbles. Admittedly, I put too much in, but he's loving it regardless. I can't see through the thick bubble barrier to the tub bottom. Unbeknownst to me, the kid has had an accident, some intestinal distress in the tub. Oh, no. <laughs> found out. <laughs> found out he had corn at the daycare today. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no grunts, groans, or... Uh, other uh, sounds when he let it out it just kind of happened into the tub couldn't see because of the bubbles and and there it was i'm letting him fill up his water cup and dump it over my head and face <laughs> he, he even, puts, even put some water in my mouth and spat it back at him pure joy until i drain the tub and realize what has happened in big capital letters i am unclean <laughs> No amount of toothbrushing or showers can rid me of this disgust. My kid in the tub. I didn't see it. He poured water all over me. <laughs> you got to watch it, Brady. You got to watch it. You never know what's going to happen there. Especially with all those bubbles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I guess I could add a couple days ago. I messed up. Um, I got the laundry out. I had done some towels. I'm like, why do I smell animal feces? I opened up the washer. The top of it is like, why do I smell animal feces? So I'm like, I must have stepped in something. So I'm putting the towels in the dryer. And then I realize I look at the bottom of the washer and the cat had left a little frisky <laughs> on the towel, unbeknownst to me, that I'd put in a the washer. Used, a little used frisky? <laughs> yes. And when I took the towels out, there it sat. <laughs> and I had to rewash. I had to reach in with a paper towel, disinfect. And then rewash what I just washed because there is cat poop <laughs> in the washer. So the question is, did you use actual detergent and did you put it in the proper cup in the washer? <laughs> there was a blue ring. <laughs> <laughs> blue residue. There's a blue residue because the cat had eaten pool chalk. No, um... But yeah, it was the so it kind of falls into that category, sort of. I, I sympathize. That sounds awful. Uh, John Barney says, "I knew I f f u <laughs> when I tried to watch the Reds game tonight, and it was the sound of Joey sound on, and Joey Votto was in the TV booth tonight. Luckily, there was a mute button. Now I, I I don't know that Joey uh know how he would do as a commentator. Apparently, not very well. I've never heard him, obviously, but uh, yeah." Actually, Miss Wilson, she says it was just a candy bar, a candy sack. <laughs> Actually, it was just corn. It was just corn. Doody, doody. Oh, man. So the age-old question, you eat corn, you know you chew it up. And then it comes out whole. How's that happen? All right. <laughs> uh, on the same note... T-I-F-U, by taking three stool softeners and one laxative. <laughs> I haven't pooped in like five days and had to take something that'll make me blast the toilet. <laughs> so I bought some stool softener and laxatives because my friend suggested those. I read the directions and said I should take one to three stool softeners, so I took three. And then I took one laxative because I really want, wanted it to be really effective. But then my friends told me I shouldn't have taken the laxative, but oh well. The first day I didn't go much. I was about to take more pills, but luckily I didn't. But oh boy, did it hit the next day and today's morning. I kept blowing up the toilet constantly and it won't stop. I would take a number two. thought it might be the end of it, but no. I would run back to the toilet once again. I took about five plus so far. <laughs> got got to read the directions on the. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, so there's these things called directions on the box. Yeah. Um. Oh my. Oh. I have the words for once. Uh, I, I I keep going on this theme. Now, I, I can't say that I've ever heard of this, Brady. You may help me out with this. 
So the title, TIFU, by mistaking liquid ass for hand sanitizer. <laughs> Have you ever heard of liquid ass? No. <laughs> so, so it starts. Um, so I carry a bottle of liquid ass as a self-defense weapon for when I'm out on long hikes. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, you tell the story. I'm going to look this up. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll read you look up. Okay. Most self-defense devices worth a puke are illegal in my country, but the law says nothing about prank items. <laughs> I figure even the world's most rage-driven uh, rapist will at the very least lose lose his abilities if hyper-concentrated diarrhea sent <laughs> So it must be uh, spray flatulence. <laughs> No, you could buy it at Walmart for twelve ninety nine or ten ninety nine. It, it, it comes in a pump spray. Um, pump spray. Yes, like pump. <laughs> <laughs> so, read the description of that. Shall I? Yes, you shall. Please. When you prank. Okay. When your prank skirmish escalates to a prank war, reach for a bottle of liquid and use. <laughs> Hold on. I got dang it. Okay. It's punch and odor will turn any territory into a no man's land for about a half an hour. Each pump aerosol unit emits a spray featuring the stench of the most horrifying and dreadful human waste imaginable. A meager whiff is powerful enough to stop you dead in your tracks. The stench of liquid anus is most aptly compared to that of the essence of a mayonnaise factory waste room where someone dipped bone char into crude oil and let a cat flagellate on it. It's so horrific, it's hard to believe it's non-toxic, but it is, and made in the USA. Well, God bless America. <laughs> There's a market. I, I would like to know the. Are we going to call it liquid rectum? No, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Steaming sphincter. No, 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 that doesn't work. And they came up with that. Liquid and use. <laughs> <laughs> Matt <right>. Young. <laughs> All right. Uh, story goes on. <laughs> I had been cleaning out cat toilets and absentmindedly reached into my pocket for what I thought was a bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> I sprayed some on and immediately this grotesque smell filled the room. <laughs> Did someone break in here and crap all over the walls and ceiling? Yep, it wasn't hand sanitizer. It was liquid and use. It came off after several rounds of scrubbing, but man, that was not a fun experience. I, I can't believe it's legal. <laughs> because even though it might be non-toxic. <laughs> um, I, I, I have no words. Like, my organic chemistry professor um, opened up a bottle of butyric acid 
He did five little fans with a paper fan. And the first five to ten rows of the lecture hall was nearly retching. Butyric acid is the chemical compound found in dead fish, toe jam, and wet dog. So it molecular, molecularly, that's the active ingredient that makes it stink. So this was concentrated liquid butyric acid. So, so I, I believe... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brady. I believe we were in high school, and we had some fart spray. Was, wasn't it? it somebody bought then? it. Somebody had bought it at Spencer's Gifts at the mall, and it was my freshman year because it was down freshman hall. And somebody, and man, one spray of that stuff. And, and here's the thing: it, it was literally called. Pardon the basis here. It was called fart spray. <laughs> And um, it was clear down the other end of the hallway. It was sprayed, and it stunk real bad. But here's the thing. Once again, my friend Doug said <laughs> it stinks, but it doesn't smell like feces. It just stinks. <laughs> exactly. didn't smell like flatulence. It just but, smelled but bad. It was not pleasant at all. <laughs> no. So uh, just for geographical reference, Miss Wilson, the, the spray was sprayed down by where your room was in the old yes. building. And you could smell it all the way down by Mr. Forsyth's room. Yes. <laughs> just just one little spray. Oh, and it was just awful about making gag, but yeah, whatever it was, it stank. <laughs> uh, Matt Young with us. What's up, Matt? Matt Young. And John Barney, very simply, Merca. Yep. Where you can buy liquid and use at the Walmarts. <laughs> All right. What else do we have? More, more, more. All right. So uh, this this is a real problem as well. Now, Brady, I know you don't have this problem because you... You are on a fairly regular sleep schedule. Me, on the other hand, I, I've been known to sleep longer than I need to at times. But TFU by napping 13 hours. Okay, this literally happened a few hours ago after waking up from my 13-hour quote-unquote nap. For some context, I was sick and took some medication prescribed by the doctor. The meds made me extremely sleepy, so I sleep slash nap. I also always have this thing where I have to sleep at least 12 hours every day or I will feel extremely sleepy and how I can never take an actual nap because my nap will always have to be at least six hours for me to actually wake up properly and feel refreshed. I never understood how people could nap for like max three hours and feeling so refreshed and energized <laughs> while I just feel even more tired and sleep. I, I'm thinking this person has an issue. Oh yeah. There's sleeping some disorder. Anyways, I texted my significant other that I will be taking a nap around 5 p.m. I literally woke up at 6.25 a.m. the next morning and saw a bunch of deleted messages from my significant other. And the last message being FK sent at 6.22 a.m. I started panicking as my significant other tends to overthink and have mental health problems. Yikes. I quickly jumped to the conclusion that he must have felt unloved by me for not replying and hence started spamming him 
with uh, various, are you okay? I love you. I'm here. He replied that uh, with what I feel like it was a bunch of cold texts, but to be fair, he has major exams on the same day and maybe he was feeling stressed. But yes, anyway, I felt like I screwed up because I basically neglected all my human interactions and their feelings with this sleeping problem of mine. Major L will be doing my best to affirm my poor significant other about how much I really love him and hope this doesn't happen again. So, yeah, I'm thinking uh, some medication of some sort needs to be administered. Yeah, there's a medical issue there. There's something going on. That sounds dangerously close. Well, you know, narcolepsy for people yeah. to fall asleep, but that seems to be the sudden onset of it. Not, you know, 13 hours is not a nap. That's sleep. Yeah. It's going to bed. Well, that's even beyond sleep, really. That's. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky if I get six and a half hours sleep. This person needs 12 hours of sleep. I mean, think about it. That, yeah. that even if you go to bed early, that's 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. <laughs> All right, Brady. The, nah. This this one uh, <laughs> this one is for you. I, I think. Oh, really? This this, this channels you. T I F U by believing my dog could talk until I turned 20. <laughs> <laughs> This story ended yesterday, but started around 15 years ago. My parents had a dog, Blinky, the cutest English cocker spaniel from before I was born. So she would always sleep there while I grew up. We lived pretty remote from everything, and my older sister and I didn't get along at all. So for the first five or six years of my life, I considered Blinky to be my best friend in the world. I don't remember many very specific events with her, but I do remember her always being around and by my side. Always as in she would even come along with me when I went to bed or to the bathroom. We were perfectly happy until one day my dad pulled a prank on me. And this day I remember very, very vividly. I heard my dad say something to Blinky while he was working in the garden and wanted to make fun of him for talking to an animal. But when I tried to, he looked me dead serious in the eyes and told me that, of course, he talked to Blinky. Why wouldn't he? Blinky talked to him as well. At first, I thought he was joking, but he was so serious about it, and I was young and stupid, so when he kept at it, I started believing him. When I asked, still wearily, why Blinky didn't talk to me then, he said she was very shy and didn't dare talk to many people. I think he carried on in the garden after that, but I was left dumbstruck. I went on a walk with Blinky, started talking to her, asking her, eventually begging her to talk to me, that she didn't have to be shy. I would never make fun of her that she could trust me. Of course, Blinky remained silent, and I was hurt. Uh, she got mad at the dog. I'm going to paraphrase here. Um, I didn't hate her or anything, but occasionally still play with her, but the close friendship was over because the dog didn't talk to her. Some years later, when I was about 11 or 12, Blinky died. Something with her kidneys. She was very old by that point. I was pretty sad at the time. But even though we hadn't been that close anymore, she was still our dog. At the time, I didn't actively think about the talking thing that had caused the initial rift, which resulted in my world not falling apart when she died. (laughs) Fast forward another small decade. Last night, I'm 20 years old, and I went home to see my parents. My older sister is also there. Uh, There aren't a lot of times we're all together anymore, so when that happens, we tend to get a bit nostalgic and talk about memories. Today, for the first time in years, we were still talking about Blinky, and the three of them were talking about how great and funny and loyal she was, and I mainly listened until at one point I said without thinking, I didn't like her all that much. She wouldn't talk to me. 
After which my parents and sister fell silent. This confused me, bringing my full attention to what I just said. At that point, it all came together in my head, causing the biggest mind screw up I ever had. Only then did I understand my dad's joke and the absurdity of its consequences. Of course, I actively thought about it and would have figured it out way sooner. But the blanky could talk thing had been in the back of my head all this time. And uh, since I was young enough to believe it. So uh, I believe we've all had these things that we thought were true. We were told were true as kids. Yeah. And uh, believe them until we kind of thought about it. Can you think of anything off that uh, on that note? Um, I've often wondered. I was afraid to go into the woods behind my house growing up after a certain point because my dad said him and my neighbor had been chased by wild dogs. I remember you telling me that. And um But you had I, nice nicely mown like paths back there. I mean, was, yeah, yeah. But you know, my enjoyment was always a little bit dampered because I was waiting for a pack of cujos to, you know, speaking of cujo. Um but like um so you think they told you that to keep you from wandering off? No, I I, I think there was an incident. But it was much more. It, I, I think the reality of it was not what my childhood mind had dreamed up. There might have been a couple dogs being snarly, but I was thinking of like a pack of wild dogs. You know what I mean? Kind right. kind of like the hyenas from Lion King. Right. So, um, you know, I, I would like to know how much. Yeah, I I would like to go back and see that moment through my dad's eyes to see what really, you know, was going on, what they were chased by, if they were chased or they just had to back up a couple steps. So there's mine. Gotcha. I don't know that I had anything that, that it doesn't come to mind. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I'll think about it and come up with something, but uh <laughs> All right, T-I-F-U. By peeing in the grass. I was uh, walking a very long distance. I forgot to pee before I left home, but I was already 30 minutes away from home, so I, of course I'm not going to go back. I look at gas stations, but they're all pay to use, and I didn't have any money on me. That, let's stop right there. Pay yeah. to restrooms. That, you don't see them anymore. At least I haven't seen one in years. It's un-American. Well, it, it, it seems as though it seems though it should be illegal. But but I think you know what I think about when I think pay to use the restroom. <laughs> what happy days? You remember in Arnold's that the stalls were pay to use. They had little coin changers on them. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I. I don't think I ever caught that. Yeah. I, I think there was one episode where people were actually crawling under the door, but uh, yeah, they had little coin changers on them. Huh. So if you so if you really have to go and you go in there and you don't have any change, I mean, what, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> well, where it occurs is not going to, you know, be predictable, but I can tell you the outcome. Um, 
Like I said, I just think that's just wrong and un-American that um, there are paid toilets. So I, I wonder, although we never saw, of course, did they only have the stall in Arnold's restroom, the one, the one seater, or was there a urinal in there that we didn't see that was free, but you had to pay for number two? <laughs> the strange things I think about. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, this is a female. I went to look at gas stations. They're all paid to use. Didn't have any money on me. So I went into a field, sat in the grass, and peed. I'm a girl, so there's already an issue there. Nothing was wrong after that except I was walking the hour back home, and my thighs started to hurt. I touched my inner thigh, and there were little prickly things there. That's when I realized I screwed up. They screwed up. When I got home... I found there's a rash on both of my thighs. I can't touch or walk on it without pain, and I have school tomorrow. Now, she does not go into any particular detail as to what happened there uh, in said grass, but apparently she came into contact with some something she was allergic to. So, uh, got to watch yourself. At the, I guess the advantage of uh, not having to sit down to to do that. I've always heard stories about that, you know, like the, the old camping joke, you know, like, oh, oh, make sure you don't use poison. I mean, but that had to happen to somebody. Yeah. There had to be that story where it actually did happen. Yeah. Struggle is real, right, ladies? Hey, and Sabrina, are you laughing at my juice box? <laughs> yeah, of course she is. What what juice box are you on? Is that only the first one? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, Miss Miss Wilson, when making pizza, my mom told me not to eat the mushrooms from a can because they were poisonous before cooked. In my 20s, I was making pizza and it occurred to me she had lied. When I confronted her about it, she said it kept you kids from eating them before I could get them <laughs> on the pizza. <laughs> Don't eat them strawberries, they're going to kill you. As mom gives you the shortcake a half an hour later. Yeah. Uh... So yes, practical advice here. You got to watch where you sit uh, when you're conducting. Would that also be conducting commerce, Brady? Yes, that w- th- th- there is a, a there is a transaction occurring. Yeah. There's a deposit being made, but um, but yeah, that was um. Oh Lord, yeah, I'm just having horrible thoughts because I've had poison ivy before horribly. Yeah. <sighs> It makes me shudder. Well, when you have poison ivy in a uh, sensitive location. I didn't have it in a sensitive location, but I had it over 70% of my body. It was the third grade incident when we were playing Dukes of Hazard, and it was down by the fence row. There was leaves, and somehow I got it. I was trying to make a leaf bomb for the show. I know this sounds ridiculous, right? But yeah. And I was covered. I had to get a shot the next day. I had it so bad. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> in in the interest of, uh, you know, we we talked about the the ladies having uh, transactional issues with uh, using the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll end on this one, and this was a, uh, I guess, a male issue. 
All right. A few months ago, my husband, who's a 35 male and I, 33 female, were living with my in-laws temporarily while working on our house. Being considerate and grateful adult children, we would help out with household tasks as much as possible. For example, every Saturday I would clean up the bathroom one of the first Saturdays after we moved in. As I was cleaning, I noticed a blue rag on top of the toilet tank. (laughs) (laughs) I I grabbed it to take a sniff. (laughs) Why? Here comes the (laughs) T-I-F-U. I was listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on my headphones and really wasn't thinking that hard about the task at hand. My thought process was, if it smells clean and or like cleaning products, I will use it to wipe down the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) If if it smells dirty, I'll throw it in the laundry. As I innocently inhaled, I was instantly transported back to my days of working on a goat farm. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever spent any time with older male farm animals, you will know that smell. In a particularly rank, musty way. (laughs) Often they use their urine with its strong, musty smell to mark their territory. It smells absolutely gross. The one and only time I've thrown up from a smell was cleaning a goat stall used by an old male goat. Now, uh, I then recall that my father-in-law has an issue which causes him to need to use the bathroom a lot. I also need seem to remember vaguely that when you have those problems, pee just kind of dribbles out. I start to imagine that maybe you would need to wipe it up instead of just uh, giving uh, the uh, usual two shakes. <laughs> I realize in horror that I've just, what I've just smelled is my father-in-law's pee rag. <laughs> it smells exactly like old male urine that has not been cleaned in some time. Old goat whiz. <laughs> my in-laws are kind of hippies, to be fair, so are we. And it 100% makes sense that we would use a rag instead of using toilet paper each time he needs to use the bathroom. To make this experience more awkward, my father-in-law needed to use the bathroom after I'd finished cleaning. I couldn't look him in the eye for a week. I still see that stupid rag every time I go into their house and use the restroom. So there you have it. Once again, the struggle is real. If Todd was here tonight, he would tell a famous story about a grandparent and them accidentally finding that washcloth used for nether regions. <laughs> I had to have Todd tell this story, so I'm not doing it justice. But anyway, it ma- it made me think of the uh, the the knife that was used <laughs> in, in a restroom that there was a story told about on this show. <laughs> To uh, to cut up the contents of toilet of the toilet so it would go down the 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 drain. I'm not gonna <laughs> eat for a week. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, sometimes the struggle is real for us as well. So there you have it. T i f u.
practical advice. Practical from, advice. From Absolutely. The users of Reddit. All right. So uh, once again, visit our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. We uh, told you about the shirts. Uh, click on the store link, and uh, that will take you to a page. Uh, if you go to the bottom of the page and click on the picture of the T-shirt, that will take you to the Buy Me a Coffee platform, which is our crowdsourcing platform. You can buy your T-shirt there and uh, show the world that you are an earbud. Earbud nation, indeed. All right. Anything else for the good of the order, Mr. Liming? No, sir. Just we want to thank you all for listening. And um, we'll be back again. Around, I can't say same bad time, same bad channel. It's going to be same to bat, same bad channel. Might have might be a different bad time. Correct. So, um, yeah. All right. I want to remind you that uh, our audio version will come out on Friday morning at 3 a.m., you can find it on most platforms or you can find audio podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio.com and the iHeartRadio app. And again, most anywhere you can find an audio podcast, you can find it on our website as well. Uh, links are at the top of every page to all of our audio episodes. Video wise, we are archived on our YouTube channel, which if you search play it by your podcast, uh, also archived on Facebook on our Facebook page and Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. If you search Play It By Your Podcast, you can follow our channel there as well if you are a gamer. That's a, usually the platform the gamers use. Uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams, all those links can be found on our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. You can also interact with us via email, admin at playitbyyourpodcast.com. You may also leave a voice message for us by clicking the link at your audio podcast provider. Uh, if you are on the uh, iHeartRadio app, there is a talk back button. Looks like a microphone. If you want to leave an audio uh, message for us, voice message, you can do it in that manner. And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Goodbye, Miss Wilson. Good night, Allison. Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. That's where <laughs> I was headed. You beat me to it. Sorry. Great minds, great minds. Exactly. So join us next week for episode 109 of the Play It By Ear podcast. Brady, take us out. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website, at anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. Thanks again and join us next time as we play it by ear.